All right, right on. There we go. Avoid legal snags by telling people you're being recorded. Okay. Um, right on, dude. So here we go. Let me, uh, yeah, so I'm John. Let's get this going, man. I've never, so I've never done a Skype, a Skype video, but we're going to go for it. This is sick, dude. Cool. Right on. Um, so I'm a guitar player myself. So I, I look up to you, man. You're, you're fucking sick. You got the riffs, man. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. The new album is fucking dope. I love it. Yeah, it's so good. Whole thing. Thanks, man. Um, so here we go. We got Chris from Suicide Silence. I'm gonna shoot some questions off to you. you ready? Let's go. I'm on. Uh, now that I'm here, I'm on no uh, time frame, so it's all good. Fuck yeah. Um, so you know, you talked briefly about like your addiction to Suicide Silence on Instagram Live today. Um, yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, like, can you talk more about that? And like, where did that addiction actually come from? Like who's who and what sparked that fire of this? Like, dude, I got to fucking do this. Yeah. I mean, uh, my dad's band, it was like a Tex-Mex style band. He used to jam in a garage, which we're still out today. So in Pampers, I used to see him jam. And that got me into music when I was 11, 12. I first heard Corn, and my dad took me to go see Corn live. And then this took that was, that was like a few months span where I heard him, saw him, and then my dad got me a a, a Fender Strat. But, but but literally, once I heard and saw Corn, I knew exactly what yeah, uh, dude, I wanted to do. And it's been literally that image has been in, in my head. Uh, because I was 12, so uh, t- 22 years. It's been literally, it has, it has not changed. Right. I, My father, like, he loves Slipknot, like, and I got him into him. And we just saw Corn. I don't know, not just, but we saw Corn like, maybe a year or two ago, and they were fucking good, man. Like, they're good on record, but they bring it live. Just yeah, man. E- everything about it. But yeah, they're fucking nuts, dude. They're still, they're extremely heavy. Right. That new, again, their new album is fucking good, too. They got, they got the hooks, man, but it's not too hooky, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. The corn, uh, corn still brings it, man. They're, it's, uh, when, once you see them, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, that's why you're, you're corn. You're right. the fucking sickest. Right. Everybody's yeah. like, you, you can never bring them back from the beginning eras. I'm like, yes, you can, dude. Yeah. Have you listened to that new album? Yeah, um, they're, yeah they're, they still bring it live, man. It's cool. Fucking kill it. So, like, what are some, because obviously you fucking have a lot of knowledge and going in the studio because you got a shit ton of fucking records. Um, What are some, like, tips and tricks you could give to the normal Joe? Huh. I don't know. I guess just have fun doing it. You know, I was just actually I was just uh, talking about this shit today. Like, I get a common question is, uh, what's what, what was your favorite album to make? Right. And uh, right. you know, it's it's I, I honestly I always go back to our first ever demo when like I knew nothing about anything and you're walking in there and having a great time jamming. Um. Uh, just going yeah, for it. Have fun. Yeah, just going for it. Having, having fun. Now, 
Now, would you say nowadays, like, you still go to the studio, like, with half of the song? Like, I don't know. Do you go in and, like, record and write the songs there? Or do you have everything, like, planned out, metronomed out, tracked, demoed? Yes, something that's... uh yeah, most, most of our records is pretty much written before we even set foot in, in the room. Our, right. The new record was like that. Uh, the cleansing was like that. Our, all of our demos were like that. We we were already jamming in the garage for hours and hours. Right. Uh, so we knew what, like, how to how to play the songs in a room. Hence, you know, on our first record, we uh, we knew how to track the album live, which is which is what what we did because we knew we could play the songs. Yeah. Well. My thing, every time I bring up, you know, writing music, they always say, like, after they rehearse for a record and, you know, record it, come like a year later, the band, like, brings a song. When they play it live, they, like, change shit. And yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like, I, I guess that's roadblock, but whatever. Um, yeah. So from being from Buffalo, I always got to bring this up. Cannibal Corpse. I saw you were a fan of them. And um, oh, right, right on, man. Buffalo's a fucking sick area, man. A, a lot of uh, a lot of history there. Yep. Obviously, you know, Cannibal has a lot of history there. So, so what's like the first thing that comes to mind when somebody says fucking Cannibal Corpse? Uh, how much I just lo- love those guys. They've always been, um, we've had, you know, we've had, uh, the luck and blessed to, you know, I've played many shows with them around, around the world and they've always been su- super cool to us. Um, obviously like a big influence ever since back, back in the day of us, you know, the bands just starting out. I've always looked up to uh, Pat O'Brien, you know, because he's a fucking sick ass. Really. Yeah, Shredder, dude. And uh, yeah, you know, I love, I love all those guys: Alex, George, Rob. Yep. It's yeah, I love, I, I love the whole band. Now, when all, off the topic of Cannibal Corpse, like, what is your favorite element? Like the fucking, I mean, like the guitars are great, but what's really the thing that like punches you in the fucking face. Uh, from Cannibal. Yeah. Uh, the bleeding. Okay. I I, I I always go to to that one. Um. And it's either that one, or it's uh, evisceration plague. Yes, yeah, dude. That's like, my favorite. Like. Yeah, those. I go. I bounce back back and forth. They. I've only seen them fucking twice, believe it or not. And it, it blows my mind. Like, being the hometown guy, you'd think you'd fucking see him more, but... Yeah, you got you got to see him more, man. Classic band. Yeah. You know, they're, you know, obviously one of them, not the biggest ethanol band uh, in the world, and best, and guys. Exactly. Yeah, I saw them... At the town ballroom. Have you played the town ballroom? I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, been there many times. Cool spot. They, that fucking venue is like the hot spot. But seeing like them at their hometown fucking playing, there was just a different energy I've never felt at a fucking show. 
but yeah, they have they have a vibe. They have their own their own thing. It's it's fun. Right. Um. So you know, with being a well, one of the founding members of Suicide Silence, where do you like pride yourself on keeping like the project around for so long? Um. Yeah, I mean, just just still being around. Um, it's cool, you know. After like you know, eighteen years, you know, I've been in Suicide Silence for eighteen years, and still being here is crazy. Uh, very proud that I never left. Right. I never. I, I could say, I never took a break. I almost quit, but I didn't quit. Yeah. And just just being able to uh, still be here and still have support right from, from people is fucking nuts after so long the uh after people dying and have and have uh, and records not being well received like we still kind of have that name right um yeah it's it's one of those things yeah i mean off of the topic of you know mitch passing away i was hesitant to bring this up but you know i had a friend of mine that i worked very closely with like pass away he was my drummer for the longest time and like for me that's what like pushed me to keep fucking writing music like i almost stopped but like that that's the thing for me yeah it, it gives you unfortunately more we're human we need a, a shake to uh to uh to make those big changes right uh, and that was it that was it Right. Well, I want to give a shout out to him because fucking he was the one that introduced me to fucking Suicide Silence. So fucking Brandon Ryan, fucking thank you. But um, right on. So like when you're talking like musically, social media or, you know, music videos, where do you want to take Suicide Silence next? Like what's the next level you want to fucking attack? I think it's also another thing I was talking about today. It's just, uh, you know, which I think smaller bands don't really understand until they, they get here, but uh, just maintaining right. the name is hard. It's harder than actually getting there. And getting there is actually hard, but actually maintaining the name. And uh, yeah, so just, um, I mean, the goal is to be around forever. That's, right. that's the, uh, that's that's been the goal and to uh which is why you know i've always looked at suicide songs as beyond here beyond our uh the city then beyond the state and beyond the country around the world and mm -hmm. when i look you know five years down the road 10 years down the road 20 years down the road 50 years down the road you know and those those uh influence uh are crazy uh are crazy uh ideas it's, it's all about what this is where is this idea going to bring us if it's right. greater we do it if it doesn't it's a pointless idea then we don't do it hence like you know a self-titled record that doesn't get very well received but that record is going to make us probably you know a bigger band let's say 10 years from now because we uh you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go anywhere i, I think i proved that <laughs> right after, uh, uh, after 18 years not not taking a break Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's just to, uh, 
to put out more records and and to keep putting out. Uh, again, we're we're still trying to make that that perfect Suicide Silence record. Yeah. So still still trying to push the bar, not not only for us, but you know for you know, our our community and our scene and and uh, and and to give like the Suicide Silence fans some something new to uh, listen to. Right. On this, uh, and and now it's it's even crazier. They're trying to evolve with the times. Yeah. You know, that's in that's another another that's a whole another subject. But you know, as we always do, you know, we're we're, we're continue to uh, take risks and keep doing it. Yeah. Nope. Just keep fucking grinding. I dude, I don't give a fuck what anybody says about the self titled. It was good. Like. Great yeah, album, dude. Don't listen to them motherfucking haters, dude. They don't have albums that people listen to. They're probably, dude. They're they're probably like fucking keyboard fucking warriors. I hate them, dude. Ah, uh, it's all good, man. It's all it's all you know. Hate in the end equals love. You know. Yeah, you dude. Need like you, you kind of need both sides. You know, the more popular you get, the more unpopular you get. You know, so it's a. Uh, yeah, so it's it's obviously bittersweet, but it's all good, you know. I never you know, looked at comments anyways since I was playing in in the bars around here, and I I do the same thing now. You know, it's just I I play I play guitar all day. I look down, I look up. There's people there <laughs> again. Four years, I look up again. There's even more people. And holy shit! Yeah, you're like something. Something's yeah. going fucking right. I'm just I'm doing the same thing. You know, look up and people didn't like this one record. I'm like. All right, and then I, I look, I look down again. I keep playing. It's just, it's, it's the same shit, you know. Right. Now, I, I so I've never actually covered a fucking song by you guys. Do you guys have like multiple tunings, or what? Are, what are you primarily in? Yeah, it's all pretty much drop A. Drop A. We, yeah, we have a, a few songs, tops that are like we experimented with, like you know, very low tuning, but you know. Drop A is just a suicide silent sound. Yeah. You just don't really need to uh, go higher or lower. You know, I also found that uh, for us, at least, uh, it's more challenging to write a heavy riff when you're not tuning lower. Right. Yeah. It's just, uh, you got to like, be very creative. And I noticed when I was tuning lower, everything kind of sounds good. And uh, I didn't I didn't like that. If I, if I, if I play an open note, on anything lower than A, it's like, oh, yeah, this is heavy, but, like, it's just doesn't get the uh, creative juices going, you know? Right. I'm, so, like, dude, I'm a fucking snob. I, like, I like grind, so I fucking play in G. Um, but I, <laughs> I, uh, Hammerhead, I don't know if you ever heard of them. They're a fucking thrash metal band. They, they're up and coming. Um, anyway, they're, they're fucking huge. They're young, and, they're like, dude, we play in drop D and we're fucking heavy as shit. I'm like, damn, I got to take notes on you, buddy. Like, I don't know. It's a battle. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, like, yeah, it's just, obviously, you know, Pantera's and fucking standard D, you know, like, this, this, and that, and you have Meshuggah, and it's just, you know, every, every, uh, you have, you have the whole fucking spectrum of, like, of, like, the tuning. It's just, I think if a band finds their tuning, that's their sound. Yeah, and, and and they stick to it. That's that's definitely key. I like bands and Drop G, which are old school. I, uh, there's a a band that was a huge influence in, in, in the beginning days of Suicide Silence called e- Eternal Suffering. Yeah, fuck yeah. Not not internal. 
okay. uh, by Eternal Suffering. Uh, they have an album called Drowning and Tragedy. That was going to come out in 99, I think. And it's drop G, fucking heavy-ass death metal. Like, heavy, like, slow slow grooves. And uh, I fucking love, love that band. And I was listening to uh, a grind band called Hemdale. Okay. Hemdale, they, they, they have a record called Rad Jackson. Uh, they're, they're a relapse of records band. And uh, they were, I think, I love that record. I think it was like Drop F. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's whatever you know whatever is the sound of the band if that's their thing you know i love i love those tunings that and when a band finds their tuning yeah it's the it's the fucking pocket i always played an a till recently and i I got burnt out and i'm like fuck dude i gotta change so that that's why i'm asking like with being in a band for that long how do you like keep keep going you know keep writing shit yeah and uh, i've always admired uh, bands like um, Corn, Slipknot, they kind of like just stay there. That's right. like, and that and that and that that's their sound, and and, and keep evolving and keep putting out cool shit. So yeah, I've kind of always uh, stuck to that. Hell yeah, I've met a uh, I've met Corey twice. Nicest dude I've ever met in my whole life. Hell yeah, yeah, they're all great guys, man. Um, the uh, the first time I met anyone from my favorite band of mine was 2008. I met Paul Gray, uh, the bass player for for Slipknot. That was the first yeah, time yeah. meeting like I was like, oh shit, wow. man, Slipknot, holy shit! And uh, <laughs> and and we just got that tour off 